deserted. I should say he decayed. Well, what's happened to London, then? Maybe it's Sunday. Of course it's not Sunday. I'm playing football, Sunday. Come on, please. Let's investigate over here. No machines. No voices. And there aren't any birds. That bloke must have hit me harder than I thought. Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl, and Podcast. We are a Doctor Who podcast, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be going off the rails today, talking about none other than the Dalek Invasion Earth 2150 AD movie that came out in 1966. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And this is a movie, this is a quick background, but before we get into that... Um, what have we been doing since we met last virtually uh, for TV shows, books, movies? What I've, are we doing for fun? I've been watching She-Hulk. Yep. It's not bad. It's kind of like the 1989 version of the comic that came out where she would talk to the viewer through the comic. She won't. She break the third wall and talk to the, the reader of the comic. It's kind of like what they're doing with, with this show. But, yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think some of it's good, some of it's not so good. I can see both sides to it. Um, there's some funny stuff in it, though. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode, though. Because uh, certain daredevils might be in it. Oh, well, his helmet was in last episode. Yeah. Um, what about you, Julia? Well, last night I introduced my 18 or almost 18-year-old to um, the movie When Harry Met Sally. Hmm. I thought he was going to pee his pants. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. It's one, it's, it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's sort of the perfect rom-com. And we're going to New York City, and I was like, oh, the funny one of the funniest scenes in that movie takes place in the Met and the Egyptian Hall. And I, sh I just showed him the clip about, you know, winter. There's too much pamper on my poppycosh. And and then I was like, oh, you, we have to watch this movie tonight. So we did, and it was great. Good. So nothing new, just... <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So when's that being remade? I mean, it's, oh, it God, like I hope they don't, because <laughs> that was perfect. You're doing way too many remakes. It's kind of sad in a way. Yeah. We made Heathers. It's long. Just long. Um, I've been watching a couple of TV shows. Um, I, I did tackle House of the Dragon, and I, <laughs> I think it's fantastic with really? Matt Smith. With Matt Smith in it, um, he's um, um, unbelievable. Um, uh, Rings of Power, which is the Lord of the Rings, uh, not so much. I've only watched a couple episodes, and I have to gain up enough energy to continue to watch it. Um, it looks great. It looks fantastic. I, I just, it's not quite as House of the Dragon is what, what you look at for the the Game of Thrones. What's the when it was the? It's really really good. This is sort of. It's. Not, I don't think it's as good as Game of Thrones, but it definitely reaches some of that um, level, so I was impressed with it. 
and Sandman, I've really, I haven't watched all of it yet, but I've really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't know anything about that at all. Neil Gaiman, Jenna Coleman's in that, swearing constantly, which is just so odd to see <laughs> when you see uh, Clara, the cute little Clara, and now she's like, you know, F you. But, so, a lot of shows to watch all of a sudden. Anything else on that end? Uh, nope. Okay, so back to Dalek Invasion Earth 2150 AD. <laughs> Long <laughs> title. Um, back in the 60s, Terry Nation, who created the Daleks for Doctor Who, said, aha, Daleks are popular, we got to do that, something about this. So he wanted to create a TV series in America with the Daleks, and that didn't go as well as he'd hoped, and take a look, there is no Dalek series that came out in the 60s, so it didn't work. Um, but he did get two movies created with um, sort of like a sign-off from the BBC to use Doctor Who and the TARDIS and all that. And so they created these two theatrical movies, and kind of my biggest thought about these is this would have, these would have been probably the first thing I saw of Doctor Who ever. Not the series, but the movies, because the movies would have been out in America on TV, like Saturday afternoons. Um, <clears throat> and I distinctly remember watching one or both of them in the 70s before I even knew about the TV series. So, um, mm. so while I'm watching these, I'm sort of remembering, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen these a number of times. Um, and so they did two movies, and they're basically the same plots of the Daleks, is its plot of the Daleks and Dalek Invasion Earth 2150 AD is the plot of the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Um, obviously they have a, I, should, I don't know if they have a, well, they have a bigger cast, Peter Cushing, a few other people. So, um, so Julia, this would be the first time you have seen that. Mm. Um, oh, before we go any further, the... Main reason we're doing this is because, for news, Bernard Cribbins passed away. In July. At end yeah, of July. July. Yeah. July. Yeah. So this is our first chance getting together to record, and we thought we would record a couple of the next couple of podcasts in his honor because he's. Um, and we decided to do Dalek Invasion Earth because that would have been his first, you know, role in. Mm -hmm the Doctor Who universe, um, kind of. And, of course, we'll, we'll do um, one of his episodes um, the next time. But So Bernard Cribbins is in this. So, so okay, back. What would you think of this, <laughs> seeing it for the first time, Julia? I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> it was a little odd. Mm. The music was oh, weird. Oh, God, yeah, the music. <laughs> It was like this groovy 60s music, man, during, like, really kind of tense scenes. <laughs> it yeah, was like, yeah. what is going on? Um, it, it, I found it really distracting. And I, mm -hmm. But I liked, I liked Peter Cushing as the doctor. I mean, I love Bernard Cribbins. He could just have stood there and I would have been fine. <laughs> um, and, I, and I really liked Susan and Louise. The, the people who, the actors who played them. 
she wasn't all Louise wasn't all screamy and helpless female and Susan was a you know cute plucky little I don't know 12 10 year old whatever she was not helpless either yeah. and I I mean the plot was thin <laughs> they, yeah. you know and the acting was a little bad I think I heard a Wilhelm scream in there which made me chuckle mm. um, it wasn't terrible. I wouldn't watch it again, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. The Robo music. Oh my god! Every time they showed up, it was that same. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh. especially it was like, especially during that whole scene with Bernard Cribbins trying to, as disguised as Roman, do, trying to get in sync with the food. That music just kept going on and on and on for what was, you know, like a funny scene with him. And I was just like, "Oh boy!" Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw my defense into Barry Gray, who did the music. Barry Gray um, is generally a very good composer. He did ninety percent of all the Jerry and Sylvia Anderson productions from the '60s and '70s, and he's Space 1999 uh, first season UFO. I absolutely love his music, but <laughs> I will say. The music's not that great in this. The jazzy, um, lighthearted music, and then the the marching music, um, not so much. So, I do you agree. Sure it was done by him because it says music by Bill McGuffey on, on on this page I have. Uh, I saw his name in the credits. So let me take a quick look and confirm that. Um, I, either way, I thought, well, I'm not gonna get the music, am I? I have to look up on IMB, IMDB, I guess. Um, I, I like the design of the Roboman. It was a little bit better than um, <laughs> the one in... I mean, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess we could say it about everything. Just about everything looked better in the movie than it did. Well, there's that the one guy whose glasses and helmet was on. Crooked. Sideways, so, yeah. That yeah. bothered me. That was like... That really it took I away see, from that. It was during that funny scene with him trying to do the food and stay in sync. And all I could look at is that one guy yep. whose glasses and helmet were wrong. And I'm like saying, didn't the director spot it and just say, "Hey, let's fix this before they continue before they started the scene"? Because it was pretty noticeable. Yeah. Bill McGuffey is the conductor. Barry Gray is the composer of electronic music. So. Um, I kind of enjoyed that scene quite a bit. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't think it was as funny this time, because, um, but I I thought it was, it definitely showed Bernard Cribbins, even though he didn't have to say anything, I, I like, um, he was behind a mat, or he was behind the mask, but I, I do like that humor uh, in this a little it was bit. Very, yeah, it was very, um, you know, that sort of typical British slapstick. Yeah, yeah. Humor style. Um, it was good. I mean, it was it was funny. It was amusing. Uh-huh. And then and he, he falls was, asleep when they start marching away. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I liked Peter Cushing quite a bit. I I, I when I first saw these movies, I, I had seen a couple of of Peter Cushing, obviously, Star Wars and 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 um. Um, some of the Hammer film stuff, and since then I've seen him in quite a bit more because I've been watching more Hammer films. So um, I've always liked his performance. You know, it's it's he's Doctor Who. You know, like they call him Doctor Who, 
and um, you know, it's a different type. It's he's a in the in the first movie, he's 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 basically he's. I don't even think they. He's a human. I think he's just a scientist that dabbles yeah, he's an Earth in scientist. So, yeah. technology. They they. I don't know if they really address that in this one, but in the first one, they sort of. Um, and um, there was a different. Um, or this Susie was the same, right? Roberta Tovey. Yeah, she was the Susie. same. Um, but they have Louise, and I don't know who the. Uh, the I can't remember the first. Um, team, but they had it. Did they have an Ian and a Barbara in the first one? Yeah, yeah. So this one they had Louise and Tom Campbell, um, which I thought was a good opening scene with him. Uh, mm -hmm. Very fast paced, which is not something you see in Doctor Who, especially. Right. Um, yeah, because the movie's only like eighty-four minutes long. Yeah. Uh, that stupid that scene at the beginning where the criminal. Or no, not the criminal. The bum sees the TARDIS disappear, and he looks at the camera and was, you know, it's kind of, kind of sets the tone a little bit. But this, it wasn't as silly as it could have been, you know. That that we mentioned a couple of silly moments, but there's a lot of people getting killed, and um, it's a lot sillier than the first uh, Dalek movie. Yeah, but maybe they did that on purpose. But there's also a ton of people getting killed, so you know, I. I I will say this, there's a scene where there's dead bodies everywhere, and there's a guy with his arms folded on his chest, and his legs are also folded folded, like he was really comfortable lying down. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that doesn't look, I mean, he looks really comfortable, like he died in a very comfortable pose. And then the next scene, his legs were open a little bit, so it's like, you know, I wonder if he knew that they were filming that one scene and they kept that take, but. Anyways, um, Andrew Keir uh, is in it. He's the guy that was, I think he was the guy that was helping um, Susie throughout. He yeah. Was, he was quite in the Crater Mass in the Pit film. Uh, Philip Maddock, who's the sleazy guy who sells them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bad he guy. He was in a ton of Doctor Who. Ton of Doctor Who. Uh, he was, um, let me see if I can find Train of Morbius. This. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he in the Dominators? No, not the Dominators. He was in. A, oh, he was the War, war Games. Yeah, War, war games, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, crawl, Power of Crawl. Um, he was also in Space 1999 UFO. He's a pretty um, good actor. Just cut, you know, he plays a season. He bounced character. around with all. He was in the Avengers, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Now, Julia, have you seen the original Dalek? Invasion of Earth episode. I don't know if we watched that with you. We haven't done that one, I don't think. Okay. So that'd be a no. <laughs> okay. Um, no. I mean, I've kind of given up on the old. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if we watched it when we were watching it, but. I mean, I've seen stuff with the Daleks in it from. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, I think they were all multicolored because I remember thinking, oh, people were complaining when the Daleks, and it might have been you, Ken, who was complaining. Um, when the Daleks became all multicolored in a later, you know, in, in a new Who episode. And I didn't like the look of them in the Moffat when they were bigger. Remember those, okay. those, okay. those really, I thought that, I, I, I understand, yeah, I do like the colors of them, but, and they're, they are colored in, um, 
uh, John Pertwee's era, and, and they have different colors, but they also have, there's a lot of episodes where they have... Just black, gray, and gold. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, but this but is were, where Moffat more... got the this is where Moffat got the idea for yeah. it. I just think Moffat's look kind of goofier. Dumb. Yeah. Um I thought these were were pretty well done. Um maybe that's what I meant. I don't know. Um I thought the spaceship effect looked okay. You could see the wires, but okay, you know, I thought it looked halfway decent. Most of the special effects are are pretty good in this for 66. Yeah, they weren't bad. They, I mean, they weren't laughably bad. There was a yeah. few that I was like, oh, that's hilarious. But I, you <laughs> know, I didn't write them down, but so now I can't remember. Um, I like the model of the ship. I did think that, that the was... spaceship looked like a gigantic teapot. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty cool. I like the model. It yeah. Flying around. It was kind of neat. I do like the idea that it rotated a little. There were a couple of pieces that rotated on it. I thought that. Yeah, one went. Them. Clockwise, the other went counterclockwise. Yeah. That was kind of neat how they did, especially for 1966 for model work. Otherwise, it would look like something that should have belonged on a stove or something. But yeah. um, I think the rotation. Yeah, it kind of did look like a colander, you know, like a, you put the noodles in to drain it. Oh, okay. So I have I forgot. There's a couple other people in this movie that were in Doctor Who. Uh, Eileen Way, who played the older woman in that cabin she, uh unearthly child she was the old woman she was the old woman in unearthly child she also was in creature from the pit episode kenneth watson oh, yeah. <laughs> kenneth watson was in wheel in space uh, and time monster and of course david graham peter hawkins peter jewel those are people oh, that operators daleks voices and operators and they were in the series and they were in the movies so i just figured they out didn't that. use john scott martin i didn't see his name in the credits because he's, he's done everything until he passed. Did he play the Daleks way back then? I think so. Mm. thought he did. And Roger Avon, who was also in Daleks Master Plan. He was also, a lot of these actors were also in the Quatermass TV series and the movies and stuff. There's a lot of overlap, and of course... There's tons of overlap Julie, with all yeah. those generic, like the same Avengers and, and all that. Like, all... Yeah. And and Julia would say this if they were all from today, they would all have been in Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> all these I mean, people. There's only, there's only twelve actors in Britain. That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and just they all... in everything. Yeah. <laughs> they're either in Doctor Who or Midsummer Murders. Or... Yeah, you're right. They're either in like Poro or something like that, or Doctor Who, or. Some other crime, like yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> a long-running crime fiction show, Silent Witness, you know, anything that's been on forever. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, there's like you can do the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game with Midsummer Murders and Doctor Who. There's there's a huge amount of overlap. Which Some is of these weird, character so actors, not- yeah. Some of these character actors show up in James Bond too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the 60s ones, 60s and 70s, like that, they pop up. Like, oh, wait, that guy's in Doctor Who. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the original TV series is when they're driving, um, or when they're running through um, England with the guy in the wheelchair. Um, Barbara (laughs) is basically wheeling him fast through the, and they they filmed on site. 
I thought that was fantastic in the series. The settings looked pretty cool in this movie, and there's the great scene where they're driving the car into the Daleks and stuff like that. So I thought they did pretty good with that, but I, I almost feel like I, I still thought the series episode was better. It's one of my favorite episodes, Dalek Invasion Earth. So this movie... Yeah, because they were on Tower Bridge, right? No, London Bridge, near, the, near Parliament yeah. when they were running and all that. I don't think they did that in this. No, they, they had a lot of they, Yeah. So I, I thought it kind of, if they had done more location shooting I, I, and used the big, they had the stuff in the background, but I think that was um, matte paintings or something or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I thought, believe it or not, I thought the TV series did a better job of making the scope of this better than this, even though obviously... The Daleks looked better. They rolled better. They weren't sideways. They weren't falling over. You know, well, they I, didn't fall over. Yeah. But <laughs> I always thought the cliffhanger to episode one, the Dalek coming out of the river, was done better in the TV show than the movie. I think part of that has to do with the music because the music that was playing at that time was like, dee, 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 dee. but well, I, the Dalek in the movie comes just flying out as they're surrounded by Robomen, and all of a sudden he comes. The Dalek comes out really fast, so there's no. Surprise! Yeah. So if the Robomen weren't there and they see the Dalek, and then they turn around and there's a whole bunch of Robomen, but there was, you saw the Robomen, so it kind of ruined the surprise. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought the explosions was... at the end were pretty good. I, I don't know if you noticed this or not. In the series, when they blew up Daleks, they would use these Denny's action figures. They were like little... Um, um, yeah. friction Daleks toys that they sold at the time and in these series you see them all the time I think especially they're in, in Evil, the the evil especially yeah. in Evil yeah. they use them in this movie because I saw a couple of moments where I'm like whoa I think that was a Denny's Dalek flying, flying down the chute uh, there and you only see it for a second they, they don't linger on them but I, I did notice them a couple of times to save a little bit of money they blew up some of the toys they look a little bit different they're, they're not quite Obviously, because they're just toys. Um, I like the ending where the magnetic core sucked the Daleks and you had that one Dalek going out yeah. the control and just goes through the wall. <laughs> I, guess I like the one that gets crushed. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good effect. The, oh, I, the one that went through the wall like a, like a Looney Tunes cartoon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like laughing. I was like, the one... I, I I rarely watch these movies because I just don't care for them that much. But sometimes you watch them, it's just like you shake your head. So, there's some good stuff in there. Some really like I don't know. Like I just don't like. He goes, "Oh, I'm Doctor Who." I'm like no, no, that's okay. I think they probably had to do that because of the the TV show. But that always. But yeah, Peter Cushing was was good. I also noticed Peter Cushing. Would always put the mittens on after he would do something, and even when he was getting captured, and he would just, you know, subconsciously would just put the gloves on, and mm -hmm. it was just like seamless. Hmm. Was, um, too, was he ever considered for the BBC to play the Doctor? I don't know. I would have thought by the time the show came out, he was kind of too big for that. For the series, right? It might have. 
I mean, he, he was, was doing already, the hammer stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, and, he was probably playing Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that too. So I think he was too big. I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, he was bigger than Patrick Troughton at that time. And um, I think he was doing Sherlock Holmes because I think that came out the same time because a lot of his Sherlock Holmes is missing. They had a product placement with Sugar Puffs. I saw the Sugar Puffs sign a number <laughs> of times. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It's been a while since I, I dove into these movies um, to know why they didn't continue. I think they did halfway decent in England. I don't think they did as well. Wasn't the chase supposed to be the next one? Yeah, probably. I think for being British fans of the show, I think this would have been fantastic because you would have seen the Daleks in color for the first time, or or the you know see the whole thing in color. Yeah, um, I think it would be pretty cool. But maybe there would have been controversy because we've been like, wait a minute, where's William Hartnell? Wait a minute, he's not called Doctor Who. Wait a minute, you know. <laughs> so they, you know, it's probably like what we see today when movies change. TV shows or vice versa or books or whatever people are complaining. It probably would have been the same thing. People would have been tweeting back then going, did you just see the movie? They changed. Oh my God, this would have been so ripped to shreds if Twitter <laughs> was around back then. Especially with the toxicity of some of the fans who just troll for just for the sake of hating for the sake of hating. It's just... Well, that's why I was very curious of what Julia thought, because I know she's not a big fan of the classic series, but she's seen enough of it. And I think, you know, you watched this and you thought it was halfway decent. And Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't moaning and groaning the way I usually am. <laughs> because it, it was fast-paced. It was fast-paced and, you know, yeah, it was of its time, but but it wasn't, like, terrible of its time. It was... There was amusing bits and there was, you know, suspenseful bits and I really liked the car that the um or the the um van that the that Susan and the injured guy <laughs> driving around. I was pissed when the Daleks blew that up. I was like, oh, that's a nice truck. What are you doing? I love the scene where the, the Philip Maddox character gets blown up inside the shed. There he goes and he opens up the door. That like, was. Oh. A great scene because he comes back and Peter Cushing is just sitting there waiting for him. He says, "Oh, by the way, I sold you out." And Peter Cushing goes, "Well, I was expecting that." Yeah. And he, Peter Cushing gets taken away by the Daleks, and he's just sitting there like, "Ha ha ha!" And then the Daleks are all just like staring at him, and then he realizes, "Oh crap, they're gonna kill me." So he just did. He, I'm like, "Well, did you really think the little shack was gonna save you?" <laughs> Did you really think they weren't going to turn on you? I, I will say, and this is, the, I'm going to tweet this now because I just saw the movie back in 1966. I hate the new Dalek guns. They, they, oh, uh, yeah, why they, did they, they do that? They released the gas instead of a, I don't know. Um, Maybe to show that this, something came out of the. Yeah, that's the only thing I could. Why, why they didn't shoot. Like lasers or whatever it is they shoot now. Because they could have used special effects because in 66 or whatever, the big budget, they could have shown a laser coming out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it was a s to try to save some money. Uh, um, it had like I, a 300000 budget. 
But I don't know yes. how much that would save because they would have had to have designed those Daleks to do that because <clears throat> the originals didn't. I, I don't know if they used the... <clears throat> I think in, in the Dalek movie, they took some of the original Daleks from the series and they revamped them a little bit. They put them on pedestals to make them taller. That's one thing these Daleks are, are, are taller. They added a... a a thing on the bottom to elevate them a little, elevate, to elevate them a little bit to make them more dangerous looking or whatever. And um, so they're almost the size of people, I think, as opposed to, you know, four feet or something. <clears throat> I, I, I do find it a good historical document to look at and find the whole story behind it fascinating. So, um, but again, like you, Jeff, I, I, I don't, think of it as canon i don't watch it going ooh, you know and so i don't i have it on i never got it on blu-ray but i think i have it on dvd and yeah i have it on dvd but i used the britbox version this time yeah so i was too lazy to go where the heck is it yeah i just put yeah. britbox on um it's kind of a neat little thing it, it's a good <clears throat> i think for peter cushing it was fine i think it was a you know, overall, I think they were good films. Um, but but Bernard for the Gibbons, time, they, they did get a big star in Peter Cushion to play the lead. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, Bernard Cribbins, I don't know him in much. Uh, I knew him in this movie. And when he was cast in back in the series, I recognized his name instantly. So it was kind of cool to see him come back after so many years. Because when they do that, it's kind of neat. Mm. Um, and I thought he was really good in it. I mean, he was. Yeah, I'm a little biased, but I, I did like. You know, I think he was. He was definitely better than the the um, Ian or whoever they had in the first. Not to say that that guy was bad, but it was he was more of a bland character. This is this guy was um Bernard was playing this Tom guy and more charisma. Yeah, and and the, and he's good. I think he was his comedic pacing was really good too. Well, I mean, he got his start in vaudeville, so yeah. it makes sense that he <clears throat> plays the comic roles and physical comedy better than, you know, your average person would. Yeah. Um, I've seen him, I saw him in The Railway Children, which is one of my favorite children's books, and there have been several versions of, the, of it made into movies, and he was in the first one that they made, and... He played the conductor, and he was just—he was just lovely in it, you know. Yeah. He's just—he was just a lovely actor. I—I I, I did like the ending where they brought him back a few minutes before the robbery, so he just yeah. sat in the car and knocked everyone out, <laughs> and then drove away. Um, yeah, it was good. I liked that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he goes detective, chief inspector. <laughs> OBE. <laughs> OBE. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, at some point, the, uh, uh, the doctor and um, whoever the other person was, they decide to go, or no, it was Louise. I don't know. Whoever it was that was going to the disposal chute to leave the, the, the ship, the Dalek ship. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure why the disposal chute was labeled in English. It just said disposal chute on it, but it was kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe it was for the row of men to read it or something. but. <laughs> But I won't it wasn't bad. I'd give it probably a, a good solid six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a fun watch. 
Okay. Anything else on this one? Mm -mm. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>